San Diego State finally broke through the Mountain West's Sweet 16 glass ceiling, rolling all the way to the national championship. This whole conference is now ready to... Oh, I'm sorry. The rest of the conference didn't win a game. Oh, okay. <laughs> this conference is on its way. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. We are your host, that's Andy Patton. I'm Isaac Shade. It is such a joy for us to be here with you today. Thanks for making Locked On College Basketball your first listener watch to get the best college basketball content out there. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can be at $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Andy, this is the 31st of our 32 conference previews. It's hard to believe this is the Mountain West. All we got left after this is the A-10. Folks, there are, uh, for those of you who might be East Coasters or Midwesterners, let me give you the 11 teams of the Big uh, Big West, <laughs> Mountain <laughs> West Conference in alphabetical order. Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, Fresno State, Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. So, Andy, I, I had some fun at the Mountain West's expense off the top there, but it was this massive storyline all the way up until this year or last last NCAA tournament that the Mountain West had never made it beyond the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. In fact, just last year, 2022, the Mountain West was 0-4. Not a team won a game. And then this year, we finally have San Diego State breaks through, makes it to the national championship game and falls, you know, shy to, to UConn there. But here's the thing. Let's not let that cloud what happened with the rest of the conference. The other three teams went 0-3. So you take San Diego State's run out of the equation. This conference, the other teams, the last two years are 0-7 in the NCAA tournament. So, Andy, here's my question for you. Will San Diego State's winning last year spur on the rest of the conference and themselves to greater things? Or is it going to just revert back to the March Madness not greatness. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think the, the Mountain West has a kind of a different stylistic play. It's, it's. I mean, they're not similar to the Big Ten in terms of overall talent level necessarily, but it's similar to the Big Ten in the sense that the Big Ten plays stylistically different from a lot of other conferences in college basketball and that we've seen that lead to some trouble for them in the NCAA tournament. It's not directly because of that in some in some ways, but some ways it kind of is. And I think that that is a part of the issue for the Mountain West. It's a bit more defensively focused. It's a bit more rugged. And I think when they get into the NCAA tournament and they play teams with maybe more athletes, more run and gun, more speed, more tempo, you see them struggle. And you look at last year, and I don't think any of these teams were favored. Nevada and Arizona State was the first sure. four games. So in theory, it should have been uh, even. If I remember correctly, Arizona State beat the doors off of Nevada in that game. I think it was like a 30-point win for them. But Utah State was a 7-10, I believe. Boise State Northwestern was a 7-10. So it's not like they were you, – you'd expect if you are if you have multiple teams that are in fairly evenly matched games that you wouldn't go 0-3. And the year previously was somewhat similar where they were there's probably more victories that could have been had. But I – all eight that, nines, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. I think Boise State Memphis, I'm pretty sure, was at least an eight yeah. nine. But 
All that to say that as long as San Diego State Creighton, actually, I remember because I was there. I saw it. They, it was right. them, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kansas. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was eight, nine. Yep. But I think all that to say that stylistically, as long as the Mountain West continues to play the same kind of style that they have played, they're probably still going to have some struggles. And I think mm-hmm. this conference is probably generally going to get a lot of teams in that seven to 10 range uh, just from a seeding perspective. And it's hard to advance past the first round. But the Mountain West hasn't even, they haven't even been doing that. Like it's hard to, you know, once you get a plan a one seed or a two seed in the second round, you kind of expect, okay, they're probably not going to win there, but like, they're not even winning those first round games. I hope that we see some changes. I think Boise state, New Mexico are our teams that are more than capable of not only making the big dance and getting into that seven, 10, 10 range, maybe six seed range. They're capable of winning some games, but again, if they don't, this, this reputation is going to continue to follow this conference for a long time. Well, and so Andy, that that then becomes my next question. As I start to think about this conference as a whole, mm-hmm. um, like that's my question is how strong are they? Will we see a downturn this year? Will they stay up a little bit? They looking at the Ken Palm preseason projections, they're seventh behind what we think of as the power six conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's also there, there's like a gap. I think it's the ACC that's right ahead of them at sixth. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a gap there, but there's a big gap from the Mountain West Conference down to the WCC, which is below them in eight. So it's almost like they're they're in this weird bridge spot where they're not quite yet up to those top six, which mm-hmm. is top five now, uh, starting next year, mm-hmm. but also clearly above the others, you know, like A10, AAC, West Coast mm-hmm. Conference, and then everyone else behind them. So what what do we do with that? Like, yeah. where where do we put this conference? I can't figure it out, man. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think the, the the Mountain West has six or seven really strong teams, and you compare that to the WCC, which has two strong teams, uh, really strong teams, stronger than most every team in the Mountain West, with the exception of San Diego State, uh, and that's where they're kind of are a little bit higher. The A10 is a little bit they have some strong teams but i don't think they have anybody quite that strong and so i think they're a little bit more balanced but they're just not quite as top heavy uh aac is hard to judge right now because they went underwent a significant change i suspect that in time with fau if they continue to be solid memphis is going to continue to be solid i think if a couple other teams like north texas can step up uh, that's a conference that could kind of push for that conversation but the mountain west is the deepest out of that group but they also have a few teams at the bottom that really kind of drag them down. Wyoming was very bad last year. Air Force hasn't been a particularly good basketball team for a while. And so I think having a few teams that drag them down is what hurts this conference in terms of getting, you know, actually getting five seeds instead of eight seeds, you know, and that, that subtle difference for those top teams is enough for those teams to, to struggle to win those first round games and to struggle to, to advance past that. So I think it's a good conference. It's not a great conference. I think this year there is some teams in the middle that have improved enough that maybe that brings the bottom of the conference up a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a fairly similar story where the conference has five or six teams competing for NCAA tournament spots, three or four who actually get them, and I wouldn't be surprised if San Diego State is the only team that advances past the first round once again. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense to me, too. For those of you watching, by the way, you got to see a nice little uh, cameo from my daughter there, Poppy, hopping <laughs> into the screen. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, and, and it's interesting looking at the polls, um, the the human polls think a good bit of San Diego State. Both have mm-hmm. them in the top 20 while all the, uh, you know, you look at the the computers. Ken Palm's got them 29, Torvik 23, mm-hmm. Evan Mia 38. 
And so it's like, I, it's just hard to know what we're mm-hmm. going to see when the push comes to shove with all yep. that. So, Andy, as we start to look on into the coaching realm and things going on there, we only have one coaching turnover here in the Mountain West Conference. It's Utah State. Danny Sprinkle coming over from Montana State, his alma mater. So we'll see how that goes. We There's a high-level example of that in the uh, Big East Conference this year, as we're well aware, and that does not look like it's going to go well. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen here. Obviously, Ryan Odom left to head over to VCU, and uh, I'm excited to see how that goes. Longest tenured, our guy Leon Rice at Boise State. He's been around since 2010. No other coaches in this conference have been there. They're all 2017 or more recent. So he is the uh, elder statesman of the Mountain West Conference, Andy. Well, Isaac, uh, San Diego State's obviously the clear front runner. There's no debate there. There's no mystery about who is going to be expected to win the Mountain West this year, but that doesn't mean they will. And we're going to talk about some teams that might be able to catch them, might be able to challenge them at the top of the conference. We're going to give you our entire tiers for this conference as well, all coming up after a word from today's sponsor, Jace Medical. Folks, right now, there is just so much uncertainty in the world today, and I think it's important for us to be prepared. We've seen issues like the fires in Maui, unrest in the Middle East, hurricanes, tornadoes in Florida, all sorts of stuff. And this stuff can lead to supply chain shortages for medications and the inability to get your medication in a timely manner. Thankfully, there is Jace case from Jace Medical. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical now offers customizability to get your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications so you can get just the right fit for your family's unique needs. In their effort to expand their medication offering, Jace has recently added ivermectin as a Jace case option. You can even get gift cards for your family or friends so they can get their own Jace case. So right now, go to jacemedical.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Doctor created, doctor recommended, Jace Medical. Also, this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And Andy, I usually lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app, it's so easy to use. You can bet on all all sorts of stuff spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And in in fact, FanDuel already has out their odds for all the conference regular season champions in college basketball, including the Mountain West Conference. Here are the six odds they've given us. San Diego State, plus 145, clearing away the front runner. We'll talk more about that in just a second. New Mexico, 400. Boise State, plus 430. UNLV and Colorado State, both plus 1,000. And Nevada coming out at plus 1500. So if you want to bet on that or others, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Want to remind you all, sticking uh, that idea of football, that coming up on Friday is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live from 11 a.m. till noon Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube page, including ours. Check it out. Get yourself ready for this weekend of college football with the dudes. Andy, let me just roll right into this. We've got our tiers. This is what we always do. I'll write up who, what I think the tiers are for the conference, and then Andy's going to tell me where I'm right, but mostly where I'm dead wrong. 
and how he disagrees. Uh, we're now to the point since we're so close to the season where we actually have the preseason poll. You can go check that out and compare it to ours. Andy, I've broken this up into five tiers. Why five tiers for just 11 schools? Well, because San Diego State is in tier one all by itself, kind of similar to like a Gonzaga in the in the West Coast Conference would be. There's just, I don't see a world in which somebody else pops up there and knocks them off, over, maybe in a tournament, not across the course of a regular season. Agree or disagree? Yeah, uh, yeah. San Diego State should be on their own, I think, in the, in the Mountain West for right now. Certainly that could change, but right now they're on an island uh, in that conference. There you go. Revis Island. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> tier two, give me Boise State and New Mexico. I see them as uh, occupying that next place by themselves. Third, Nevada, Colorado State, and UNLV got them all together. Andy, do you say Nevada or Nevada? I say Nevada, but, you know, I, I think people have, have I, as somebody who's followed Gonzaga for a long time, I know that people can get pretty upset about how you Yeah, that's why I want to get it. What, what do the people that live there say? We'll find out in the comments, probably. What do Nevada or Nevadans say? <laughs> uh, tier four, I've got Fresno State and Utah State there. And then in tier five, rounding out the bottom of the conference, Air Force, San Jose State, which would be my biggest kind of departure from the official preseason Mountain West poll, and then Wyoming as well. Andy, what you got for me? Where did I mess this thing up? You know, I really relish the opportunities to tell you where you're wrong, but I don't have a lot of issues with the tier list here yes. that you've got. Uh, I, I do Take think the, the preseason polls are higher on San Jose State, but they lost a ton of talent. Omari Moore being out the door is huge. I mean, this, that's a guy who averaged, I think, 17, 18 points per game for them last year. They brought in a lot of freshmen, some community college transfers, but nobody that really, I think, dramatically moves the needle. So I'm not super enthusiastic about San Jose State. I think them being in Tier 5 is fine. I think if I were to nitpick anything, maybe I'd move Fresno State up into Tier 3 mm -hmm. alongside mm -hmm. Nevada, Colorado State, and UNLV. But that's kind of nitpicky. I don't think it's I, I think it's reasonable to have them closer to Utah State than those other teams. So for me, I would probably probably wouldn't change anything. Maybe again, moving Fresno State up, moving San Jose State up. So there's two teams in tier four. But again, that's really nitpicky for the yeah. most part. I think it's clear San Diego, San Diego State's on their own. Boise State, New Mexico are right behind them. And then there's kind of this clump of teams in the three, four range that could kind of go multiple different ways. But yeah. uh, there's, there's three teams at the top and one team kind of even uh, higher than everybody else. Yeah, uh, more, by the way, it's 17.4 points last year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, losing that at San Diego State is very difficult. So, Andy, when we think about favorites, it, mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's silly to even have that conversation because yeah. calling anyone else other than San Diego State a favorite would mm -hmm. be uh, inappropriate of us mm -hmm. almost, if I can use that strong a word. So mm -hmm. I'm almost – and because of that, then any it's like – it's you're either a favorite in San Diego state or, or a dark horse and everyone else. So that's the only two categories here yeah. that here, the clump for me of dark horse potential is Boise state, New mm -hmm. Mexico, Nevada, Nevada, Colorado <laughs> state, UNLV, which um, I, I honestly have flip flopped between New Mexico state and Boise state two and three right mm -hmm. now. It probably doesn't really matter. Cause that's, you know, rarefied air in the conference up here. Right. Um, quite literally in the Mountain West Conference, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, but uh, between those two, who would you have second and third behind San Diego State? Can yeah, you I make think it easy way. 
Boise stayed second to me, and I think they're the only team that I wouldn't say is like a huge dark horse. Like I think if Boise mm. State were to win the Mountain West, it wouldn't necessarily be a stunner. If they won the conference regular season by like three games and blew through the tournament or whatever, like, yeah, that would be pretty surprising to see. But if they sneak one game over San Diego State, barely beat them in the regular season, or, you know, even if they tie in the regular season and, and Boise State clips them in the in the conference tournament, like that wouldn't shock me. Boise State, Leon Rice, very veteran coach. Uh, he's done a lot of a lot of winning basketball, a lot of 20-win seasons recently. They have a lot of experience on that roster. Like That's the team that I think is somewhat clearly second. I think New Mexico is right in that conversation as well. I don't think there's a huge difference between those two teams necessarily, but Boise State's the one team where if they were to win this year, I don't think I would be floored, whereas if New Mexico or Colorado State or certainly anybody uh, outside of that were to win, that would be a little bit more eye-popping to see in this conference. And I mean, look, I'm looking back at New Mexico's New Mexico's roster right now. Mm-hmm. They've got five dudes that averaged double digits at their yeah. at their respective schools last year mm-hmm. and a six uh, Mustafa Amzil, who had nine point three. So they got six guys that were right in that range. Yeah. And just I, I just that Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn combo, dude, like I, I know they're a little bit undersized. House is six foot Mashburn, six two. But mm-hmm. between them, they averaged like 36 points a game yeah. last year and it, like it's absurd to me what they did and so um so maybe over the course of this how about this would you agree with me on this over the course of the regular season Boise State is probably more likely to challenge San Diego State in the mm-hmm. conference tournament because of those two dudes in the backcourt New Mexico might be more prone to challenging San Diego State in the Mountain West tournament It'll be really interesting to see how the coaching shakes out. I think if Patino can get this New Mexico team, because they got three new starters coming in. So I think that there's a chance they struggle early on as they adjust to, to the new players coming in, some guys transferring up. They got a guy yep. coming up from Corpus Christi, guy yep. coming from Iona. And I think there's a possibility that mixing all the pieces together takes some time. I but never yeah, thought about that. But when you He's get to the conference tournament, no. man, this team's yeah. going to be good. Hmm. Interesting. I never thought about that. He's that Richard has a dude coming from Iona. Yeah, I know. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Just right now. I don't know how that had escaped me. I just love little things like that. So Andy, yeah, do what? That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It is. So uh, let's go to our conference champs, regular season and conference tournament. Uh, Andy, we've talked about San Diego state's dominance. Are you riding it for both of these titles or no? I got them in the regular season. I think they're going to win it by maybe two, maybe three games even. I think this team is just – I, I see – I have a hard time seeing them losing any games they really shouldn't lose. I don't think they'll go undefeated, but I think they'll do enough to win. But I actually have Boise State in the conference tournament. You know, you talked about the veteran experience at New Mexico and those two guards, and, and certainly they're a real threat uh, to win basically any game they play and certainly could win a couple games in March. But I got Boise State. I, I really like Max Rice. I really like Tyson Degenhart. I think those two guys combined that veteran experience. I think Rice is a sixth-year player. Uh, I think Leon Rice, you, we've seen his teams win games in, in February and January like at really high rates. I think he's a good a master of adjustments, and I think that this is a team that's going to be rolling by the time March rolls around, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them clip Brian Dutcher and the Aztecs and get that. They're probably not going to need that automatic bid, but go ahead and secure that sell, that for themselves anyway. So is that why I couldn't get you to agree with me about New Mexico? In that the- is why, yes, because I have Boise State going to the conference tournament, but I, I think that both those teams could do it. 
Here's my question. Why do you hate Brian Dutcher? Why can't you pick him? <laughs> it's uh, not because and, I had San Diego State losing to Charleston in the first round last year. It's not It's not because of that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people did, Andy. They were they were the sexy uh, upset pick there. Yeah. Uh, I've got San Diego State winning both because I don't hate Brian Dutcher, and I think they're going to do it, uh, taking home the regular season and the conference tournament. And I'll say they get a five seed heading into March Madness. Love it. Love it. Well, let's talk about who's going to win some awards. Who's going to take home some hardware in this conference. There's a lot of really talented players, potential candidates to win that player of the year award. We're also going to talk about how many teams we think are actually going to go dancing next year. And if any of them are going to win a game outside of maybe San Diego state, we're going to get to all that after a word from today's sponsor, eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what helps keep your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. Plus, with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your car every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, and eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Sorry, Zach Eady. <laughs> Well, Isaac, let's talk first team for the Mountain West because there are a lot of really, really talented players in this conference. I know you have traditionally tried to make your first teams not include any teammates. That's probably going to be more difficult in the Mountain West than it might be in any other conference. The media preseason team does include two players from New Mexico. That's Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. It also includes Tyson Degenhart from Boise State, Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State, and Lamont Butler representing the Aztecs. So Isaac, how similar is your team to the actual first team? And assuming you kept your rule in place, which of those New Mexico guys did you end up picking? That's right. My bracketing principles uh, tell me that I can't do that. Uh, and so I think it's funny though. I believe I actually have four of the five the same. And yes, I am a principled man and I cannot have both Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn. So I went with NBA royalty, give me Jamal Mashburn mm -hmm. Jr. Uh, fourth year at New Mexico. Sorry, Jalen House. Mm -hmm. I know that you are weeping and gnashing your teeth in my general direction. <laughs> but seriously, Jamal Mashburn Jr. At, in his two years at New Mexico has averaged 18.7 points a game, three rebounds, 2.1 assists, 36% from three, and 80.3% from the free throw line. Uh, so, But yes, Andy, you're not wrong. This is my single biggest test of mm -hmm. only picking one dude from a team. Uh, I had to start my my clear and far away top dude on this list is Isaiah Stevens from mm -hmm. Colorado State. He's a, uh, a guard, a grad student, and Andy has just been maybe the picture of consistency unlike anyone else we have in college basketball. I'm sure I could sit down and figure it out, but <laughs> this is his fifth year all at Colorado State. Love that uh, longevity. He has never averaged below the numbers I'm about to give you, Andy. Stick with me. Never in his four years, not as a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior, has he averaged below 13.3 points a game or 4.5 assists per game or 3.1 rebounds per game or under 37.7% from three or under 81.6 from the free throw line. Never. Four years worth. 
He's been above those totals every yeah. single year. And obviously the, what that all averages out to is pretty insane as well. So mm-hmm. Isaiah Stevens. And then I've got from Boise State, Tyson Degenhart, mm-hmm. Lamont Butler from San Diego State. And then, again, because I couldn't have the two guys from Mexico, mm-hmm. I went with Keenan Blackshear mm-hmm. from um, – <clears throat> I'm losing my – Voice. Um, oh, and again, another one where I had to say sorry to Jared Lucas on that for mm-hmm. going with Keenan Blackshear. And mm-hmm. so that just has to be what it is there. And I'm so, oh, and I never, from Nevada, by the way, I'm yeah. sorry. I, and all that ruckus I never said. So Keenan <laughs> Blackshear, Nevada is my fifth pick. So for me, I went with four of the same five from the actual media uh, all-conference team. I think four of the same five from your team as well. I went with Isaiah Stevens and Jamal Mashburn. Don't need to to relitigate those. Those are two of the the obvious candidates, I think. Really high-scoring guards, really talented players. I also went with Tyson Degenhart at Boise State. Uh, I did not ascribe to the same rules that you ascribed to. I have not throughout this process. So I happily also included Jalen House in my uh, preseason all-conference team. So you got Mashburn and House, Degenhart, Isaiah Stevens. And then for me, instead of going with Lamont Butler, I went with another guard at Boise, or excuse me, at San Diego State in Reese Waters. Transfer from USC, a guy who averaged about nine points per game for the Trojans. We've seen players transfer from the Pac-12 to San Diego State and have a lot of success. Matt Bradley is perhaps the most notable example coming over from Cal. I think Reese Waters is a really, really talented player. I think he's going to step kind of seamlessly into that role uh, for San Diego State, and I think he's going to put up big enough numbers to – I think him and Butler are probably going to have similar production, but I think uh, Waters is going to be enough uh, to be on that first team. Well, and Andy, that like because of Butler's defensive capability Mm – that's not shocking, you know, and I think we probably all have the image of him hitting the buzzer yeah. beater to beat Florida Atlantic in our head. And so there is that. But that that is not at all wild or crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, you you totally had a chance to get back at me and say, Isaac, why do you hate Jalen House the same <laughs> way that apparently you hate Brian Dutcher? So uh, we're rolling together there. Andy, uh, I, I laid out the case for Isaiah Stevens already. He's my player of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I'm going with Stevens, too. Again, model of consistency. I think Colorado State was a team that disappointed last year in part because of a lot of injuries. I think we'll see them play a lot better this year. And while I don't know that Stevens' numbers are going to be significantly better just because they're already really good, I think Colorado State jumping up into the top three or four of the conference is probably enough for him to take home an award that uh, he's arguably been in contention for for the last half decade in the Mountain West. Yeah, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing and bring some teammates along with him. Yep. So, Andy, here's where we get to coach of the year, and I know who you're not going to say because you hate him, but I'm going with Brian Dutcher. What about you? Tell me. Yeah, I just, Leon Rice, probably your fella. It is Leon Rice. Yeah, you you made that comment earlier, and I was like, man, I'm going to keep hearing about that because I'm not picking Dutcher <laughs> for coach of the year. Uh, I, I Dutcher oh, and Rice. It's are- in all honesty, it's a great choice. It's a great yeah. pick. I, I think Leon Rice has 20 win seasons in the last couple of years. Again, I think he's like basically hasn't lost a game in January in like three years. I remember there was some remarkable stat about how he like dominated in that month. I, I think that this team is they have the veteran experience to really kind of stay in that top two, top three conversation. I still think San Diego State's probably going to win if that happens. Dutcher probably takes home the award. But if Leon Rice and Boise State are second, if they can clip them in the conference tournament, that might be enough for him to get uh, a well-deserved Mountain West Coach of the Year award for Coach Rice. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. 
Andy, you mentioned Reese Waters already from USC. He's my transfer of the year. I wouldn't be shocked at all, as you said, if he made it onto the first team. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything different from you there? No, I, I mean, if I'm going to pick Waters on my first team, I probably got to stick with him as transfer of the year. I will give an honorable mention out to uh, Robbie Anderson, who's probably going to take over as point guard at Boise State. Uh, he transferred from UC San Diego, about 13 points per game for them. Uh, I think, again, Rice and, and Co. have done a really good job with point guards, with guards. Uh, Marcus Shaver was a fantastic player for them coming over from Portland. And I think uh, Robbie Anderson probably won't do enough to, to unseat Waters. Uh, for the transfer of the year, but I think he's going to be one of the one of the more kind of understated, but potentially really impactful transfers to come into the conference. Mm. What about freshman of the year, Andy? We got a highly ranked young man coming into this conference. Is that mm -hmm. who you went with? Yeah, Dedon Thomas at UNLV, a guy who, uh, you know, top forty prospect in the class. You don't often see guys with that that highly regarded joining the Mountain West. Certainly not joining a program like UNLV, which hasn't quite had that level of success recently. Is the eighth eighth ranked point guard literally in the entire class of 2023, 34th overall. That's at 24-7 sports. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what his role looks like at UNLV. I know the, the writers at the Almanac are not projecting him to start right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does start or if he ends up starting by the, by the time the season gets going and you know he starts outperforming players. But uh, he's the most talented freshman coming into this conference, that's and right. I think there's a really good opportunity for him to play big minutes, whether he's starting or not, and I think that's enough for him to be the guy uh, who takes home this award. Yeah. That makes sense and is exactly who I picked and for all those reasons. So, Andy, on our Pac-12 preview earlier this week, mm -hmm. you were the furthest away from my over-under for mm -hmm. teams making the NCAA tournament, uh, and you were like, I think, a team and a half under. Mm -hmm. So, for the Mountain West, I have set the over-under in terms of number of teams making the 2024 NCAA tournament at mm -hmm. two and one half or 2.5, as some people like to say. <laughs> Are you above me? or are you below the number I have set? I'm over, and I'm once again over by more than a full team. I have four teams from the Mountain West making okay. a big dance. I think San Diego State is the obvious one. I think Boise State is, based on how I'm talking about them, certainly seems obvious. I think they're going to be in that conversation to be a, a potential seven seed. Maybe maybe they get that dreaded 8-9 label, but we'll see. I have New Mexico in. Again, that guard rotation of Mashburn and House is just so, so, so good. Uh, and then I have Colorado State. I think Isaiah Stevens is going to do enough. I think this team is going to be healthy again. I think they got some of the good pieces around them. They got a transfer from Colorado, a couple other guys coming in that I think this is a team that sneaks in. They're probably a first four team. That's kind of where I project them in my head right now. But I think there's a chance that you end up seeing four teams from the Mountain West in the big dance. How many of them will win games remains to be seen. I'm not incredibly confident about that, but I do think that four teams will make it from this conference. I am also over, but less. I, I'm over-ish. I'm not over one and a half like you are. I don't have Colorado State, but I do have those other three. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be shocked at all based on what we've talked about and the talent there for Colorado State. So, Andy. One more conference preview to go. That's coming up on Friday. We're going to be talking about the A-10 on tomorrow's show, folks. Uh, Andy and our guy, Leaf Tuline, will be drafting All-American teams. You're going to want to make sure to tune in for that, especially you everydayers. Thanks, as always, for being here. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, Locked on CBB. You can follow Andy Patton at Andy Patton CBB. Follow me at Isaac Shade. And brand new, we have a Discord where you can come join us. The link is in the show notes on video and audio. Go click on that. Come join us for great college basketball chat all season long. 
please make sure to subscribe to the show, smash the like button, and we'd love to hear your comments on the Mountain West Conference and how on God's green earth do I produce the name, pr- pronounce the name of the state that Las Vegas is in. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats, and until tomorrow, peace.